Hi, this is Scott Coates of the Sonic Collective in Bangkok, Thailand, and recording with me is... Greg Jorgensen from the Sonic Collective, also in Bangkok, Thailand. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great, and we're both in the same city, but uh, we are separated by about a five-kilometer straight line and using the Intertron to connect, yeah? Yeah, it's pretty slick, and we're separated from the other Sonic Collective members by quite a long, lo- longer distance than five kilometers, but we're going to hopefully mash this together with the help of technology and all be in the same room at the same time. Yeah, so this is the first time you and I have recorded a uh, audio review. I wrote a quick one as well, but we're going to give this a shot and just have a two-person chat. Now, we have not talked about this album at all, so I have no idea if you liked it and vice versa, so it uh, will be a surprise. Hopefully, we won't come to virtual blows over this. And uh, yeah, so this one is Tears for Fear, Songs from the Big Chair. This is the September pick. I believe Scott Gregory picked it, right? Yeah, I think so. It was an interesting pick because Tears for Fears is a band I haven't thought about in uh, decades, you know, many, many years. Every once in a while, you'll hear one of their songs in the background or strolling around a shopping mall, and you're like, oh, I remember these guys. <laughs> yeah. C- certainly not an album I've, I've thought of since I was probably 12 years old, which is the last time I think I heard it. What about you? You know, I don't know. I'm going to guess it's like a roller skating rink. Aside from being on background like you just mentioned or maybe on a radio station, like I think this takes me back to roller skating days. My first job was at Lloyd's Recreation, which is a roller rink in Calgary, Alberta, where the other three uh, Sonic Collective members are. And I think it was big then, you know, and I clearly remember Shout, of course, big, big single, and Everybody Wants to Rule the World. But those are the only two I thought I knew on it. And then listening to the album, I heard Head Over Heels Broken, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I remember that was a single too. But I've never listened to the album before this, and those were the really only songs that I knew off it were those two big hits. But yeah, like you, I haven't thought of this album in years. Yeah, now I remember when I first uh, heard it, it was probably about 1985 mm-hmm. or eight, or 86. And I remember because I got, for my birthday, I got a Ghetto Blaster Ooh. and a Walkman. Sweet. So I was completely set up music-wise. And I remember, I, and I had the cassette as well. Mm-hmm. And I remember going over to my uncle's place on the day of my birthday after I had opened my presents. And I was carrying my Ghetto Blaster, listening to my Walkman. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to Shout, and oh, wow. I felt I felt about as badass as a twelve-year-old kid could ever feel. Yeah, you know, the only thing missing was sunglasses and like an external soundtrack of maybe like staying alive as I strut down the street or something like that. Sure. Wow. I you know I didn't realize until right now this is from 1985, so this thing is 31 years old. Wow. That must mean I am. Oh God. Yeah, so I, uh, I've i heard Shout, and just like you, everybody wants to rule the world. And the harmony from Head Over Heels Broken, I've, I recognized when I heard it. Mm. Those, those songs, I think, that most people from who grew up in the 80s would know. Yeah. But I was surprised as I was listening to the album that every song that played, like The Working Hour and Mother's Talk, I believe, Broken, yeah. listen, uh, as soon as they came on, I, I recognized them. I couldn't sing the words, but I could definitely hum along. And that surprised me. So apparently I have listened to the whole album before. Yeah, you own the cassette, the collector's copy or something. Gold (laughs) issue? Gold issue, yeah, signed by two of the guys that did it. Awesome. Did you get a shaker knit sweater like they're wearing on the cover with that cassette? Yeah, I even had a dangly feather earring. Mm. In my right ear, of course. Yeah, so 
what did you think when you put this on? Because one of the things we try and do, or at least I do, and I think all of us do, is try and listen to the whole album, right? I, I generally yeah. don't dive into a Sonic Collective unless I can do it all, or I'll do half and then pick up the other half later. But what did you kind of feel or think when you dug in? It's an interesting question. The first the first song on the, on the album is Shout, which was their number one hit, Undisputed Champion. Yeah, huge And uh, it, was, it was really good. It brought me back, and... I liked it. It is actually a lot more complex than I remember it. There was a lot of instrumentation in there, a lot of really interesting drums in the background. And um, I, I really, really enjoyed it, actually, listening to it again. I've never listened to it loud um, on headphones, you know, and it was a really pleasant listen. Um, but after that, I hated the rest of the album. I thought it was awful. Yeah, I'm glad we're in agreement here, Greg, because I, yeah, same as you, I put it on. I'm like, oh, like, obviously I was... I didn't mind the singles, but nothing spoke to me enough about them at the time that I ended up with the album, right? So clearly there was something not there back then. But yeah, I put Shout on. I was like, oh, I mean, I love my 80s music. So I was like, oh, yeah, this is good. This is going to be probably an all right album. And then the second song came on, The Working Hour, and I was just like, oh, my God. Like, what is this is horrible. Like, if you imagine your kind of worst 80s music with electronic drums and just just terrible and then it, you know i thought well maybe the rest gets better and then everybody wants to rule the world comes on which i probably like more than shout so i was like oh okay we're we're back okay this going all right and then the fourth song mother's talk to me is just like maybe the worst thing on the album it's so bad i listened to it right before we started recording because I, I listened to everybody wants to rule the world and then mother's talk because i'm like you know what i'm going to listen to the high and low and yeah to me the, the rest of the album is unbearable like it's brutal yeah, yeah, and, and what I remembered clearly was when Shout ended, and then the first cheesy saxophone notes of The Working Hour, and I remembered very clearly when that came on. I'm 12 years old, and I immediately <laughs> hit stop on my, on oh, my really? Ghetto Blaster. Yeah, because like, it's just, just uh, the only thing I can think of is is um, some cheesy woman with bleach blonde hair puffed out to infinity yeah. in some like bad lingerie, walking slowly like with a glass of wine, like just out of a cheesy <laughs> 80s cop movie or TV show like Hunter or Knight Rider or something like that. Yeah. It was just so bad. It's Everybody wants to rule the world. Uh, I, I like I the chorus, mm -hmm. but the rest of the song was forgettable. And Head Over Heels had an interesting chorus as well, an interesting harmony. Yeah. But um, nothing, nothing beyond that really stuck with me. The other songs on the album, just crap. Yeah. It's been over, it's been less than a week since I listened to it. I had one more go. I think I got through this thing about three and a half times this month. And I listened to it while writing a review and just like, it's unbearable. And then you hit head over heels broken and it's just a bit of an upswing. So you're like, okay. And then the last song comes on, listen, and you're just like, yeah, this is absolutely, definitely trash. And you know, you, you're kind of visual there of, of the video with the sacks like i can just imagine the dry ice hovering at floor level if there was a video and like i just don't think it gets much more cheesy bad 80s than this it's such a mean thing to say i mean they've had a heck of a lot more hits than i've ever had and but i mean shout and everybody wants to rule the world i think you can still listen to them 31 years later right but I just feel like the rest, like, were there producers sitting there kind of going, oh, man, this is terrible. We're just trying to get together because there's only eight songs on the album. So you kind of wonder, right. like, did they have like two and a half good ones up their sleeve and that was it? And they're just 
trying to get enough tracks to put out an album and did they like them or was it good then or was it just crap like i can't help feeling the producer must have just been a bit horrified here's my impression of the producer <laughs> and when i'm just looking on the internet here and when you think of the other songs that came out in 85 like uh take on me by aha there was similar um, yeah there was uh, uh raspberry beret by prince there nice was dancing one. in the street by jackson uh, or uh um bowie, bowie and, uh, and jagger uh, jagger yeah um yeah. you know um, Billy Idol was huge. Cindy Lauper was huge, and these guys yeah. are obviously are cheesy by today's standards. But mm. they at least had some 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 verve, some action, some activity, some sassiness. The rest of the songs yeah. on this album, I just thought were just crap. I guess they were trying to say something in comparison to the people you've just mentioned. Although I do like Billy Idol, and I I do I do like the Prince song and and that. But uh, you know, I feel a bit bad because. It's poor Scott Gregory that picked this album. I feel like we're really bashing him, but uh, it is. I'm, I'm glad he picked it, right? I mean, I know one album that I'm never going to listen to again, but I, I wonder how many other <laughs> albums, like, again, I was never a fan of them, but I wonder how many other 80s albums that you thought maybe at the time were pretty good. If you went back and listened to them now, you'd be like, ooh, aside from the hit singles, you'd be like, yeah, this was 80s crap filling all around about two and a half hits. Dude, I, I, I almost played out Cindy Lauper's. Uh, um, <laughs> what's it, what was her the name Girls of that just album? Have fun? No, she's so oh, unusual. She's so which unusual. That song right, oh, right, right. Yeah, right. and I mean uh, Bon Jovi, Slippery When Wet. Oh, yeah. I I would bet you that that one's the same kind of thing, right? There's like two and a half big hits on hers, and I bet you the rest isn't very good. But yeah, I just don't know what else to say about this album, Craig. I mean, I really struggled on the first listen through and i remember i don't think i listened to it again for over a week because i it just made such a bad impression i thought well i i have a personal kind of i try and hit every album at least three times in the month i think that's fair and the second one was agonizing and then i think i really waited till last weekend i'm like okay i gotta give this one more go but like this is never going to be played on any of my machines again and i think the next time i hear the two big singles will be on the radio or while at the shopping mall or a hospital or something. Yeah, you had a good point. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad Scott picked it because it was, it is uh, one of the biggest albums of the 80s and it's an important album in that, in that regard. Um, and it does have some, some songs that will live on forever. But yeah, I think, uh, <laughs> I, think, I think the rest was just, was just filler to get it up to eight songs. It's like when someone releases a movie that's like 89 minutes long and it sits on the shelf for three years, you know. This is the musical yeah. equivalent of one of those. Yeah, I, and I think the cover sums it up. Not to make too much fun of these poor guys, because I looked pretty horrible in the 80s. I had a long uh, rat tail followed by a hockey cut, you know, business on the side, party in the back, and <laughs> had all long hair like Michael Hutchins from NXS. But, yeah, it's a pretty cheesy cover, the shaker and its sweater, the hairdos. And, yeah, it just doesn't do it for me, man. I Yeah, I can't do this one again. But, uh, hey, we went through the exercise. It is very 80s. And yeah, that's, I don't know. I don't want to add any more. I think I feel like I've beaten up on these poor guys enough. <laughs> well, as a bald guy, I wish I had hair like as cheesy as that. But yeah, glad I listened to it, but uh, I'm glad I don't have to listen to it anymore. Yeah, so when we write these reviews, we kind of rate them in four areas rather than four areas. I think let's just like pick overall opinion. And this is out of five. Okay. Um, I gave it two. Although I hated it, I just thought, you know, it did have like two and a half pretty big singles. So 
I'll give it two. I'll give it two for the two big singles as an entire work. I probably would have given it a one, but I'm giving it a two just for the two and a half singles. Yeah, really. I would agree with you. Two for me as well, and that uh, is just coming from basically how much I like Shout, and Everybody Wants to Rule the World is just uh, uh, it's an okay it's an okay song with a pretty good chorus, but the rest is forgettable. So that gives me a two out two out yeah. of five. Yeah. Two out of five. Well, there we go. We're in complete agreement on this. And I wasn't sure, man, because we have kind of different tastes in music. Sure so do. I was sort of, I was sort of fearing. I'm like, oh no, what if like I'm gonna? I think I might lose a little bit of respect for Greg if he actually really says Can he likes this album. I'm like, man, that sax at the beginning of working hours, beautiful. <laughs> it was a little bit of a fear of mine that you're gonna really like it, and I would have had a bit of. It would really, I would have changed my opinion <laughs> of you a little bit. Anyway, this has been kind of fun to record this, and uh, thanks uh, to anyone that's been listening. So there'll be some hopefully way better pick for October 2016. But anyway, thank you, uh, Scott Gregory, for subjecting us to Tears for Fear, Songs for the Big Chair in September 2016. I'll sign off. Greg, why don't you uh, talk us out? That was awesome. And uh, yeah, thanks, Scott. That was a, a good, interesting pick, and that's why we're here, right? I mean, we don't want to review albums that are consistently awesome. We want a wide variety of music, and some of us love stuff, and some of us hate stuff and everything in between so it was a good pick and i'm glad we got to talk about it so looking forward to the next one 